Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply his word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Hey mamas, so you want to homeschool, but you're worried about your child's socialization. I get it. That was us too. But Classical Conversations believes that education is best experienced together. Once a week, we get together with our community and we learn as parents and students. Classical Conversations provides homeschool families with local communities for opportunities for socialization, support, and encouragement. I honestly could not do this without them. In community, a trained licensed director guides both the students and the parents alike through a proven Christ-centered curriculum rooted in the classical model. To find a Classical Conversations community near you, visit classicalconversations.com backslash faithful. And that's faithful with two L's. Again, that's classicalconversations.com backslash faithful. I know you'll love this community as much as we do. Homeschool is possible with Classical Conversations. Friday, friends. I am sorry that I'm coming late in the week, but we had a ton of things planned for the kids, and then I had some things happening this week. But I'm just happy to be able to get on here and talk to you guys this week because this topic has been heavy on my heart. And this week I am talking about the heaviness of motherhood and kind of how to unload those feelings. So this week, um, this past weekend, someone that I know, um, their child tragically died. And in these types of situations, it can really cause us to look at our own children and our own motherhood journey and really let that be heavy on our hearts as it should be. You know, we should um, really be people who carry each other's burdens. But at the same time, we also can't allow Satan to twist around that truth. And what I mean by that is 
I'm talking about a heaviness in motherhood, the responsibility of that heaviness, where we literally put everything that happens to our children on our, ourselves, right? So I am a stay-at-home mom, I'm a homeschool mom, and I got to a point this week where I felt the heaviness of the loss of my friend's son, and I felt like if everything doesn't turn out okay, it's all going to be my fault, and that's the heaviness of motherhood I'm talking about. It's not just motherhood, it's parents in general. We all feel that heaviness at times when we love our children. And it makes you think just because I love my child so much, because I know these parents, I know how much they loved their son, but love doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to work out wonderful. And that's heavy. And as heavy as this episode is starting, I promise you that by the end, we will get to a new place. We will let go of this heaviness And that is the whole reason for today's episode. I'm speaking to myself here and I'm speaking to any mom right now that is in that season of heaviness that feels the weight of the responsibility. And for all the moms that aren't in that season right now, we know how it ebbs and flows that sometimes we do feel that heavy responsibility and in other seasons we don't. So this is just to equip you for when that season comes. So as I was in sitting in my normal spot in the morning, drinking my coffee, in the word, listening to worship music, praying for this family, I began to cry and tell my husband, who was sitting on the other couch having his coffee, how heavy it was on me. And he said some really wise words. And I thought, man, how true is this? And he said, Jill, we will do good things And we will do bad things that will hurt our kids. And then we will do good things and we will do bad things that will help them. And at first I was like, wait, we'll do good things that will hurt them and we'll do bad things that will help them. But then he went on and I realized what he was saying, that sometimes the things that we do Sometimes our own mistakes are actually things that help our children in the end. And we can't blame ourselves 100% for and everything that happens to our children because everything can be turned into something else. <laughs> and that honestly was like a weight lifted off of my shoulders when he said that because I was so focused on my mistakes and the bad things that I have done in motherhood and I was worried about how much they would hurt my kids and that little reminder that bad things can help them just as much as good things could hurt them. We're not going to be perfect. So this is how to be a confident mom. We have to remember these truths and it's all about filling our minds with God's truth. God will help us succeed as moms and fulfill his plans through us, not because we are perfect, but because he 
is perfect. I'm going to say that again. We can be confident moms because God will help us succeed and fulfill his plans through us, not because we are perfect, but because he is perfect. He does not require us to be perfect every day, to have a relationship with him. He does not require us to be perfect every day, to be given the gift of motherhood. He gives us grace. We can relax and enjoy our lives because we know that he is pleased with us and that he's doing a good work in us. I bring that verse up from Matthew 17, 5, because Jesus says, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am delighted. God says this about Jesus, but he also says it about us. And every time we get to this heavy place in motherhood, we have to stop and remember that we are not perfect. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. We are his child. We are his beloved with whom he is delighted. Even when we mess up. So we shouldn't let the devil criticize us in our motherhood. But what's even more important is that we can't let ourselves criticize us. Now, it's important to analyze, I believe, in prayer, speaking to the Lord about what he wants to change in us. God, show me. Show me where I need to change. I say that all the time. Show me how to do this motherhood thing. That's different than criticizing ourselves. Criticizing my own journey is literally letting Satan win. It's criticizing my imperfections and expecting something good to come from it. Let God show you the way. Let God say, you're, yes, here's a place where you're not being obedient to me when I tell you on this motherhood journey. Turn away from it and run to me. But God doesn't say, you're doing awful in this place. You're really failing. That's criticism and that's Satan. So don't do it to yourself and don't let Satan do it to you. I think that one of the things that I'm learning is that every day I need to wake up and just say, I'm determined to do my best today. But even if I miss it, I will not be filled with worry or doubt. Because I'm going to trust God with it. If I'm displeasing, he'll speak to me and he'll show me how to, pl- how to change it. That's how we trust God. Not by worrying, not by doubting, not by criticizing ourselves, but by fully trusting 
that if God is displeased with an area, he'll speak to us about it and he'll show us how to change it. That's trust. I know that God will speak to me and show me how to change things. He's done it time and time again, and he doesn't let me off the hook. So why would I think that he's going to do it and do it, let me do it in motherhood? Sometimes I believe that he will, and then it, my kids are going to be too far gone by the time he shows, shows me, but it's not true. As long as you're keeping connected to God in relationship with him, he's going to equip you. I am certain that there are certain things in motherhood that we need to do in front of our children when we make mistakes. Because the heaviness in motherhood is our mistakes. So if we're so burdened by that heaviness and that responsibility, then All we have to do in those situations, whether it be in that moment, which would be great, or the next day, we have to, I believe, to combat that is acknowledge your mistakes to your children. Be quick to repent. Be quick to turn away from it and refuse to feel condemned. God does not want us to feel condemned by it. So if we go to our children, we acknowledge our mistakes to them and say, listen, I'm really sorry. I lost my cool. And then I turn away from it and they watch me turn away from that. That helps them learn how real people deal with real emotions. And it gives us the opportunity. Well, it gives them the opportunity to see that even though we're imperfect, that we can receive forgiveness from God and that things work out okay, right? So, and then the third part about refusing to feel condemned, sometimes our condemnation actually leads us into this silence. So we don't acknowledge our mistakes to our kids because we're feeling so condemned by them. We're feeling so burdened by them. We're not even quick to repentance because we're so hard on ourselves that we're just in this guilt place and it actually um our children actually feel that heaviness that we're carrying carrying around and then when they are um you know being overwhelming um because our kids get that way their kids we can be impatient in those types of situations because we're so burdened by our guilt and our shame and our mistake that it makes us more impatient and then we lose our cool again. So b- feeling condemned leads us further into our own sin and we have to refuse to feel c- condemnation because it never leads to anything good. So as a mom, number one, acknowledge your mistakes. Number two, be quick to repent. And number three, refuse to feel condemned. This can truly help them learn how real people deal with these everyday situations. This gives them the opportunity to see that we're imperfect and that we receive God's forgiveness and grace.
That's what this journey is all about. That's what, that's what Christian motherhood's about is showing them we're imperfect and God forgives us and he shows us grace. And that turns them towards the, towards the Lord because they will realize that they're also given grace in their mistakes and that it shows them how to repent and not sin again. So the most valuable lesson a child can learn in this is that we don't, we also don't have to hide our faults. Kids that think they have to hide their faults, when they're given the example that they have to hide their faults, when their parents never say, I'm sorry, forgive me, I made a mistake, they believe that they too can't can't ever say they're sorry and that they have to hide their mistakes, but we don't have to hide our faults. We can use them. We can say, Hey, we're weak. We're vulnerable. And this encourages others to be open and vulnerable. And this helps others deal with their mistakes. Kids that believe that they should hide their mistakes causes so much strife in their futures, their marriages, their jobs. They're just hiding their sin and their faults and they go on to sin and whether it's adultery or hiding money or, you know, doing things under the table, you know, getting success in an illegal way because they're so used to hiding their faults. Being forward about our faults, saying, hey, this is a weakness a weakness of mine. That is actually glorifying God. When we say we're sorry, we made a mistake and we turn from it. We have to let them see that. That is literally the most valuable lesson I believe a, ch- a child can learn is we're imperfect. We can ask for forgiveness. We can turn away from sin and then we can be forgiven and everything in that situation will be okay. We want to also remember the things that we want to let our children see. We want to let them see us, number one, pray every day. It's so important to let them see us in relationship with God. Number two is we want to praise God for his faithfulness in front of them. It's so important that they see us praise God for his faithfulness because they're going to start to see how God is faithful in their lives and then God becomes real to them. Number three, like we just talked about, we have to let them watch us stumble and get up and walk in faith and love again so that they can do the same because they will stumble. And if they know how to get back up and walk in faith and live and love again, they will succeed. Number four, lastly, is how to be confident in Christ and not themselves. 
If they become confident in themselves, they get into big trouble just like we do. So we need to let them see us be confident in Christ and not ourselves. We need to point out, hey, this happened for me, not because of me, but because of Christ. I was able to succeed in this area because of what Christ did through me, not because of what I did. I can't do anything good without Jesus. There's nothing good in me. I'm a sinful person. But when Christ is in me and when I am obedient to who Christ says I should be and I live in obedience to him, then I succeed and then I can show my kids this is why. This is why. I'm not confident because of what I did. I'm confident because of what Christ did. Because always we have to remember the scripture that pride comes before destruction and humility is what comes before honor. Pride comes before destruction. Humility is what comes before honor. And when we are humble in in our confidence in Christ, there will be our honor. We cannot be prideful in ourselves because after that, destruction comes and it will be the same for them. Lastly, I just want to remind us that our children have two choices. We can, ha- we can be terrible examples and they turn out to be amazing. And we can be a great example and they turn out to be terrible because ultimately they have free will. We are not in control. We just have to do our best and literally leave the rest at God's feet. That is all we can do. We have to unload every fear, every doubt, We have to just surrender our children at God's feet every single day, every moment that we think of. We have to surrender our motherhood to him. We have to be a great example in the ways that we talked about, praying in front of them, praising God for his faithfulness, letting them watch you stumble and get back up and walk in faith again and being confident in Christ and not ourselves all of those things are great examples, acknowledging our mistakes and being quick to repent and refusing to feel condemned by them, showing them God's forgiveness and God's grace. All of those things are so important. Those are the great examples that we can be as moms, but we also have to surrender our children to him because they have free will. And we have to remember If they make a wrong choice, that ultimately it does not mean that it was because of our mistakes. We have to pray to God that our mistakes are used for good. That 100%, I think, is a prayer that every mother should have. And The thing that we do with our mistakes, I'll repeat again, is to acknowledge it to them and repent 
and stop doing whatever that mistake is that you feel you're making with your child. But in the end, we are not in control and we have to be okay with that. So I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for our motherhood. And I'm just going to pray that we remember that God is in control, that God equips us, he loves us, and he loves our children even more than we do. And he is always good. Dear Lord, if any mama is feeling heavy in the responsibility that it takes to be a mom, I ask that you remind her that your yoke is easy and your burden is light, that you are the way, that you gave us an amazing example in Jesus, and that when we cling to you, we know that even in our imperfections, you are perfect and you have a plan. Please remind us, Lord, to show our children daily that there is forgiveness through Jesus. There is grace at the feet of the Lord for all of us. Let us show our children his faithfulness by praising his faithfulness to them. Give our children a faith that outweighs our own. Let Jesus be so real to them, Lord, that they cannot deny it. From a young age, we ask that you protect our children from accidents and addictions and disease and danger, Lord. But we most importantly ask you today, Lord, that you capture their hearts at young ages and that they just love you so much that they just want to know you and have a hunger for you and that they make you known lord we ask that you equip us in this journey we ask that you remind us to rely on you every moment we ask that you help us to surrender each child at your feet lord and that you are doing a good work in us and a good work in them lord we just love you and we know that we can trust you with each of our children in every moment and that you love them more than we even do. We just love you so much, Lord. Thank you for being our good, good father. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast, a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.